On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Adam Cadeau and he shares so much incredible insight into how our brains work and he, he shares his struggles that he had from when he was in his business and how it just like wasn't working and trying to overthink it and how he was able to overcome that, the things that he was able to shift, the practices that he was able to do. I mean, this is just an absolute um, mindset shift episode that I know is going to have a massive, massive impact on you. Um, You're really going to enjoy this. So let's just dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Monatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Grow Together. I am excited with some amazing guests that I love to bring on the show. This individual we met, I'm trying to think, I think it was uh, a year and a half ago, somewhere in that realm, one of the first people that I met when I arrived at this event. And who would have thought that we have been able to stay connected and be a part of different programs together? Um, that is so awesome. So a very warm welcome. Adam Kiddo, welcome so much. Thank you. Thank you, man. Glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. So real quick, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Absolutely. So I'm a wildly passionate entrepreneur who likes helping other entrepreneurs, namely who kind of get in their own way sometimes, and we all do it. Um, You know, I've been big into reducing the importance of my thinking, stepping into my heart more and more and more. So I love helping entrepreneurs do that as well. And what I'm focusing on now is helping these heartfelt entrepreneurs to be able to get out of their own way to sell and to lead with their hearts. So that way things become so much easier on them. They can, you know, use their greatest asset to make more money, build more connections, build their business rather than the other way around. Like I said earlier, getting into the thinking and all the tools and the tactics and how do I do this? It's all about service. It's all about leading with love and it's all about helping people. So that, that's what I'm up to. And that's what I'm about. Love it. Awesome. Uh, Such a great, uh, great response. I I love that, you know, Um, and you mentioned something that's so important, like getting in your own way. You know, they, they say like, oh, your greatest enemy is not your competition. It's just yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you kind of had that you experienced through your own journey of just like getting in your own way? Yeah. And and it's just, that's the game for me. The more I can let go, the more I can uh, stretch myself further and let go of the the edges of the pool to swim to the deep end a little bit. Things just start happening. Um, I feel more fulfilled. I impact people on a greater scale. Business grows. um, And the world around me just continues to ripple effect when I can let go in order to let the good things in for sure. Love it. Let go. So specifically, like, what were some of the big things that, that you had to let go in order to, to grow and be where you are today? Yeah, so I think um, the biggest part is, is ego, and I'll break that down a little bit. Um, in 2014, I found myself in a very rough patch. Um, I would dare to say I was depressed. I wasn't clinically depressed or anything, but it was just um, not, a, not a good place. Each and every day, I found it so hard to focus, to get momentum in my business. I'd wake up and have crusties in my eyes from the night before, and I'd sit down on my computer with 500 tabs open and just ask myself, what what, what am I doing? 
what, how do we get out of this mess? How would we get out of this rut? And it took me letting go of my comfort zone, letting go of my need to be liked, letting go of my need to look good in order to just get a little bit more messy and start reaching out to people and letting go of um, all the expectations and the baggage that I've uh, placed on myself through the years. So that's when it all really started. Back then, I had um, a lot of just negative thinking, perpetual negative thinking, negative thinking, negative thinking. And I tried to outthink myself to uh, let go of those old thoughts, and it just wasn't working. So in my first um, you know, step out was just to make sure I was feeling good each and every day. And yes, that came down to some healthy habits of you know, changing what I was eating, moving my body more, but it really came down to being very intentional with how I wanted to feel each and every day. Um, and with feeling good, I started showing up more online and people started reaching out to me and connecting with me because I was sharing my good energy. I had to let go of all the um, walls that I put up. And I know a, a lot of us out there as entrepreneurs, we want to make it look like we got it all figured out and we got our walls up. But when we can be us, when we can share our hearts, when we can open up, good things happen from there. So I think that was the, the biggest thing off the start was just letting go of all the expectations and the doubts and the guilts and the worries and the baggage that I was, that I was placing on myself. Cause that's, that's heavy stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> I can see that. I love that. Just like letting go the concept of, of letting go and, and being free of all these things that, that hold us down, you know, having that, um, weight. Now you mentioned like you had some routines and I, I'm a lot of times I, we do discuss this on the show and I love to kind of hear, you know, specifically, you know, being able to let go and break down those walls. You mentioned like different habits you had um, to show up. You mentioned like eating healthy and exercise. What are some of the other um, habits that have helped you to, you know, get out of that funk and show up better with more energy and, um, you know, and really let go of those things that you have? Yeah. So a couple of big things. One is I stepped back into, so when I was in high school, I was an athlete, like, you know, people knew me for my skills on the basketball court and baseball and football and, and all the stuff. And when I moved into the business world, I no longer had that real identity, right? So I had to kind of figure out a way to mesh my athletic identity into my business identity. So as strange as it sounds, back in 2014, when I was in this really rough place, um, it, it literally was like each and every day is hard for me to do, to do anything. And so I would actually start out my day, you know, drink my water, just, just, you know, just kind of get, get in a good place, um, try to quiet my mind a little bit. And then I would do mirror work, um, which I, I don't know if I just started doing this or if I heard about it or what, but I would actually stand in the mirror and have these kind of incantations, these things I would say to myself over and over again to, to kind of lift myself up and to get myself in a peak state. Um, off the start, these things lasted for like 15 minutes. I'd be pumped up and then I'd be back in my, in my stuff for like very shortly after. But I continued to do it just like anything. It, beca it became easier and it had this compound effect to where um, I would be able to stay up and stay excited um, longer and longer and longer throughout the day. And after I did my uh, morning routine of, of my incantations in the mirror, I would picture myself running out of like a, a tunnel, um, like, a, like an athlete, you know, slapping, I actually slapped the walls, uh, pretending like I was slapping my teammates' hands and stuff. And I would, I would get to work and I was so much more focused. I was so much more intentional and alive that um, I was able to just like break through some of the things that previously I would look at and be like, oh, I can't do that. I, I don't have time for that. And all the excuses, I was just blasting through some stuff. And from that moment on, I, I just never looked back. And it's one of those things that I love contrast. It's one of my favorite words. And I can look now and if, if I'm like 
getting in my stuff. I'm getting in my own way. If I've got these um, beliefs that are coming up and stuff like that, I see it as like, look, I'm not going back where I was. So it's time to shake the walls. It's time to rattle some cages and stretch even further at this point, because there's no way I'm, I'm going back. Um, so that's kind of just like, I can utilize that point in time, one, to have compassion for what entrepreneurs go through. And two, to have that as a, as a tipping point to where it's just like, yep, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, not going back again. Let, let's keep going here. So. Yeah. And I love that. And then you're able to share your own experiences and, and, you know, you're not just someone talking about it. You're someone that, that went through it. Um, I am, I, I do love the, this, this mirror technique because again, it's a fascinating habit and it's something that I've never heard before, which I, I always love when I hear new things. I'm curious, like, what were some of the things that like, that you were saying to, to help you like during this time? Yeah. So, so one of the things I would say is, um, I think I got this from Tony Robbins or somewhere, but I would, I would command my subconscious mind, even back then when I really didn't know the power of our, of our subconscious mind. Um, I would say I now command my subconscious mind to give me the power, the passion, the sense of humor, the brevity, whatever it takes to get these people to change their lives now. And I would repeat that over and over again. And there was another, um, lengthy saying that I pulled out of the book, um, uh, think and grow rich possibly. And uh, it's, it's escaping me. I know if I caught the first words of it, I'd, I'd have it all. All right. I'd be able to wrap it out, but um, I can't think of that one right now. So I have to circle back to that. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's that's so while. cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 even in that, that first, because like, was it hard? Because again, like, I know some people are probably like, man, really? Like yeah. you're, you're staring at the mirror. Yeah. And like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what was that process like? Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things, and, and we hear this too, when we do affirmations or incantations, which incantations is basically affirmations, but just saying it with more, you know, enthusiasm and more heart and really feeling it. And there's this level, there's almost this tipping point to where off the start, you're just like, this is BS. I don't believe this. Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, this is ridiculous. This isn't going to work. Just the same thoughts, thoughts, thoughts that keep us stuck. You know, our, our brain is designed to keep us safe. Like that's one of its uh, critical functions is to keep us safe. And anytime we're doing anything different, like yelling in the mirror and things like that, it's like, hold the horses, let's slow down here. Um, and yeah, so it, it literally wants it to slow us down. It'll do everything in its power to slow us down. And so it was, it simply was just like, um, at first it was a whole bunch of thoughts. And then it was like, okay, there's no tigers jumping out of the trees. You know, we haven't, haven't died. Adam didn't, you know, just like jump through the mirror or anything like that right now. So it's like, we're safe and your brain will start leaving you alone. And there's this beautiful tipping point to where you go from this is BS to a kind of, I'm feeling this a little bit to where it's just like, wow, this, there's this possibility here. And then you're like, this is working like this, this is on. There's this inner knowing. Um, and this is something I love working with, with my um, clients and, and students as well is working from this inner place of knowing just like this. It's not an expectation because expectation sometimes with that word, there's a lot of attachments to it. I expect this to happen. It's very rigid. But when we work from this inner knowing, almost like smirking at the universe saying, I know, I know the trick here. I know the trick. It's just to, to believe that even the, the word believe sometimes can be very analytical, right? Cause it's like, I'm believing I have to get on board analytically with believing it. No, it's all about feeling it. It's all about your deeper intuition, the deeper part of yourself that just knows once I keep going, I've got this, right? So it's just like, that's a powerful place to work from in itself right there. That's amazing. Yeah. That idea of knowing. I love that. 
Um, and as, as entrepreneurs, and, and I love sharing this just because it's a little um, on edge a little bit. I think um, probably a lot of your listeners have taken the, the Myers-Briggs personality type test. And this was a big eye opener for me. Um, my third letter is a feeler. I'm a big feeler. I, you know, back when hugging was a thing, I, I love hugging people and just connecting and, um, and things like that. I'm just a big feeler. I've, I've got I've to use that to my advantage because what was happening when I was stuck in my business, when I was making business very hard for myself, I was trying to think my way into results. And there's this thinking kind of paradox that you really can't think your way into your results. At the end of the day, you still have to put it into action. And so when I let go of my thinking, yes, I still use my brain to plan and do things. But as soon as I start coming from fear or trying to figure it out, or how do I do this, this place of lack, I shift my attention, I shift my focus to my body to make sure um, I'm feeling empowered from, from that place. And so with the Myers-Briggs personality type test, I have this, I have this, um, this claim, I think, I guess I'll, I'll say it is, that we're all feelers at heart. A lot of us have been trained to be thinkers. Um, and sometimes people are, you know, are better thinkers than others, but I still feel like at the essence of us, we're all feelers. So the more we can tap into using our feeling and our senses and not just our five senses, but you know, our, high, our higher senses, then the more things are going to open up in business. Early on, I was trying to get my course off the ground. I wanted my group coaching program a couple years ago, and I was just pushing, pushing, pushing. And it was just like, it was the hardest thing ever. I was jamming the square peg in the round hole. Then I finally got to a point, I was like, look, okay, I surrender. <laughs> I'm going to look for some, some clues and some guidance in this world. And then the craziest thing happened. Um, I got an opportunity to pe become a coach in, in one of my mentors, Jim Fortin's program. He asked me to be a coach for him. And back then, if somebody would have asked me to coach them in business, I would have said, no, it's not my path. That's not what I'm doing. I don't want to coach. I don't want to do the one-to-one -one coaching thing. But the universe is like, hold on. We'll get to all the courses and all the, uh, all the group coaching programs, but let's dive into this coaching thing first. And it, it, I became so fulfilled and just being of service for his community. I started taking on my own one-to-one -one, uh, coaching clients that just blew up. And now it's just like, that's a big part of what I'm doing is just connecting and holding this personal sacred space for others. And it wasn't until I, I let go of all the beliefs yet again, that word, let go, let go of all my expectations, all the beliefs, and started trusting and, and feeling into things. And once I stepped into it where I was no longer working from fear, it felt really good. So I quit the thinking and I started feeling. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I yeah. love that so much. And it's, it's something that when you say it too, you're like, yes, absolutely. But it's not as always as easy to do because our natural like default is like, think. And I think like, I feel like it's more of a male thing too. You know, in the logical brain, we love to like, well, you know, I got to think my way out of this. I got to figure this out yeah. instead of like just taking a moment of like, why, why isn't this working? Like what I'm, what's coming up for me? What am I feeling right now for why this isn't working and not trying to like think my way out of it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a, a big value of mine is fun and joy. And when I was doing all the thinking and trying to figure it out and trying to solve all the problems, I wasn't having any fun. I started leaning towards the fun side of things a little bit. What would be fun to do today? It's like, just connect with people without all the expectation, without all the, you know, I need to close this sale and all the scarcity and, and urgency. And, you know, um, you know, I, I know your listeners have probably heard of the whole be do have model. That was huge for me, you know, a few years back because I was working from a place of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And needless to say, that's what I got back was a lot more fear, doubt, and scarcity. It was who I was being. 
And so when I shifted to being more courageous, more outgoing, more enthusiastic, and just focused on who I was being in each and every moment, things changed. Little by little, inch by inch, people started responding differently to me. And, you know, speaking about the event we were um, at last year, I think I've been to seven or eight business by design live events of James Wedmore's. Um, yeah, I jumped off the deep end <laughs> and since uh, 2017. And I think it was 2018. There was one event that I was at. I think it was later on in the year, maybe October 2018. And I had three or four people randomly come up to me and they're like, Adam, you've had just the craziest transformation this year. And, and it's just amazing to see. And it was, um, I, it was so needed at the time because when we're looking at ourselves, sometimes we can't see the label from inside the jar. We can't really see our growth and where we're at. And we're very judgmental of ourselves. We always feel like we should be further and I should be further along, but other people are, are taking notice. And that was such a, you know, a blessing for them to come up and, and share that with me because it just allowed me to see, to see at that moment, I'm on the right track. And it really was about just like letting go of the older version of myself that was no longer serving me and stepping up, stepping up, stepping up. And so that's the question for, for your listeners too. It's just like, what's that, what's that next level version of you? You know, and we don't need to work to that person. We need to work from that person, however that looks. What's, what's the actions that that person takes? How do they feel on the inside? How do they show up? What thoughts do they tell themselves? Just like I said earlier, it's like, I got this. Like, I've got this. That was something I started telling myself. Um, to, to help my brain get on board with the energy that I was putting out. So it's a very, very big question. You know, who, who do you need to be to take the actions in a way to get the results you're after? It's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to reflect on some of the points you mentioned, you know, like it's, it is a funny concept when people come up to you and you're like, oh my gosh, like, look how much you've grown or, or look like what's happened. And I've had people do the same thing, but I think it's, it's our like, I don't know if it's our entrepreneur mindset um, where we're so focused on growing that we don't actually take the time to turn around and see how much we've actually been growing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost like a paradox. <laughs> it is. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I find that like, again, like, so one reflecting on that past, like making sure that you're taking time to reflect, look how far, you know, we've come but one of the things that was a big focus that you were, you were discussing is, you know, getting rid of that expectation, like removing these expectations. So like, how do we go about doing that? You know, cause like, oh, well, you know, I, I want to do this. I want to get sales. Like I want to make business. I, I want to grow my business. I want to make more revenue. So like, what was a, a, an important part for you to really be able to accept that and, you know, remove these expectations? Yeah, man, that's such such a great question. I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you asked that because there's a difference in words and there's a difference in in energy. So back when I was struggling, I would set these lofty goals. Like early on, I was like hundred thousand dollars this year. This this is my year, and and so it was like that's my expectation. I'm expecting to have a hundred thousand dollar year. And so each and every day, time would go on. Time what time would go on. Time would go on. I'm like I'm not any closer. I need to I need to buckle down. What I need to do. And I was still working from that place of like one of disbelief. Like I set the goal. I, I, I possibly believed it when I said it. But after that, every time I looked at it, I was like, how am I going to make this happen? Like things really need to conspire, you know, in, in my favor to, to pull this off. And, you know, I set goals from a place of yeah ex expectation. And then Mr. James Wedmore shared how he views goals. 
And he said, you know, when he sets a goal, it's simply the level of game that he's playing. And yet again, that's kind of what I was talking about just a second ago is um, working from that $100,000 version of yourself. Who's the $100,000 version of yourself that's going to reach that $100,000 mark this year? And that number, I set it, and then it's kind of out of mind, right? It's just like that's, that's the level of game that I'm playing. And so now that goal goes from kind of like an expectation and um, – I put a, you know, I used to put a lot of meaning into that. If I don't hit it, that means X, Y, Z. If I do hit it, it means X, Y, Z. Um, I put a lot of attachment into it. Like I need to hit this goal. Like I need to like prove to myself, I need to make it happen. And then I switched um, from, from just this expectation to intention. This is my intention. And so then the question comes down to who do I need to be today in this moment to be that hundred thousand dollar person, to be that six figure entrepreneur this year. And working from that context, it becomes so much easier because that's a simple question to, to answer and to ask. If we're clear, um, let me see. So Thomas Watson, the, he was the CEO of IBM, I think like in the 40s to 80s or something like that. Um, whenever it was, their IBM just skyrocketed, it took off. After his reign of CEO at, at IBM, he was interviewed and, and you know, somebody asked him, they said, what was your secret to success? Like, how did you do what you do? He said, that was easy, three things. He said, number one, we identified where we wanted to go. So, right, they, they set a goal, right? They, they kind of identify where they wanted to go. Number two is they identified how that company functions at that, at that point, at that goal. How do they function? How do they think? What does it look like? They got real clear on that. Step number three, the best, uh, the, the most important of them all is start acting as that business today. It's the whole, it's the same concept. It's the, it's the be, do, have model. They reverse engineered everything that they were doing. So yet again, just get clear on that. It's like, who do I need to be? Chances are, you know, if you have been working in fear and scarcity and things like that, like I was, chances are it's time to lean into being a little bit more courageous. And now courage isn't really where I work from because courage is one step above fear, which, hey, look, if you're in fear or, or in anything lower vibrationally, guilt, shame, worry, anything like that, fear is not that bad. Uh, but let's step up one more notch and get into courage. And then from there, we can evolve to higher levels of um, coming from compassion and, and love and joy and expansion, working from them high vibe states and, and just see what happens. But as soon as we revert back to the fear and, well, I was doing this for a while and I haven't seen the results yet, pause, chill for a minute, revisit your vision, ask yourself the question again, who would I need to be today? Because what happens is there's so many people out there that are doing big things and then they stop and look around. They're like, I'm doing all the things, I'm manifesting, I'm doing all the webinars and all the things, but I'm not getting the results. When you guys do that, you're literally stopping five feet from gold sometimes. You keep riding that wave, you keep buckling down and, and maneuvering over these situations where your mind tries to get you off track. It's usually because you're close and the mind wants to keep you safe and stuck. So when you can buckle down in those moments and keep riding over these waves, a vast ocean opens up ahead of you and things really start working out. But it's really that five feet from gold moment that um, holds us back. So, Right. It's like that image that you see where, you know, the guy's digging underground and turns around. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it is, it is. And he gives up, he's walking back and then there's this other one coming along. He's hungry and he's going for it all. So, and that's the, that's the game, you know, as entrepreneurs, I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs that, you know, are more of what I would call dabblers, which I was there at one point too, um, to where we're just kind of trying this, trying that. But there's this level of, of tipping point where you're just like, I'm all on the, all in on this thing. 
I'm unemployable. I'm not going back to a job and things like that. Like this is it. And when you really come to claim that almost from an identity standpoint, you step into it a little bit more because uh, I was playing safe off the start. I had a few clients and things were okay and I was dabbling. I wasn't real happy. Um, and that's a, that's a very dangerous place to be if you're getting complacent. Um, so it's just like, what's the, what's the light inside of you? What's the fire you can turn on to step up and step out into a whole new way. And so that's what we need to identify and um, be with. And that's, that's the game to play there. Wow. Yeah. I absolutely love that. And I, and it's, it can be, you know, tough sometimes to be able to look at ourselves, you know, see where we are and, you know, have that level of, of, clarity to take that leap but i love what you said is it's that decision it's that choice yeah you know i'm not going back this is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna do whatever it takes to make this work you know there is so many dabblers out there they wonder why it's not working and it's because they tried something one time you know and think oh well it didn't work so it must not work and everything is you know messed up. I had somebody reach out to me recently. They like, they were like, Oh yeah, I ran some Facebook ads and they were like, I spent a hundred dollars. I got no sales. And I, I didn't laugh, but I did laugh myself. I didn't laugh to them because they just, they don't understand. Yeah. It's like, you can't just like try this thing and expect all of a sudden magic things are going to happen. You know, it's like, Oh, let me make one video. And then all of a sudden I'm going to make millions of dollars. You know, it's just not the it's not the concept. It's like what you're saying where you're digging, you're digging, you're digging. If you stick on that route, like as long as you don't, if there's no decision to turn back, your success, as James says, your sex, your yeah. success is inevitable. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's the long game. It really is. It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's, it's a marathon. And I think there's two guiding principles that I refer back to and, and that have helped me tremendously that, that I'd love to share. Number one is, um, and my mentor, Jim Fortin, shared this with me, and, and I've heard things similar like this, but he says it so elegantly, I have, I have to share it in his words, words, is you are where your attention is. And with saying that, if you're focused on this didn't work, that's kind of a finite statement, right? It's like, maybe this didn't work yet type of deal. Let's keep the door open. But if we're looking at all the problems, quote unquote problems, a problem automatically um, uh, shows that there's a solution. Like there wouldn't be a problem if there wasn't a solution. We're living in a dualistic universe here. So um, you are where your attention is. If I'm having my attention focused on the problems, how things didn't go, um, how things are hard and things like that, that's my reality. But if I'm looking at it like, okay, that was a hundred dollar lesson, you know, for the person that did the Facebook ads, hundred dollar lesson, I got some feedback. Um, you know, I, I learned some things here and, and you know, I'm gonna keep going. That's where my attention is. And also the other part of that is nothing has any meaning except for the meaning you give it. And I said earlier, um, we carry a lot of baggage with us, a lot of baggage. And when I say baggage, we carry all the past, all our um, failures or our bumps in the road or whatever we want to call them. And it, it becomes heavy. All the excuses, all the guilt, all beating ourselves up. And we're hard on ourselves as entrepreneurs too. So we carry all this baggage with us. When we can let go of all that baggage, all that meaning from the past, and be in this present moment right here and right now, that's powerful. You're in your personal power. But if something happens, we always have the opportunity to place meaning on it. That's how we kind of like categorize things, you know, in our brains. But most of the time, the meaning is very disempowering. So you get a chance to pause 
and choose your own meaning. And when you choose your own meaning, choose to see the light in it. So, you know, referring back to Mr. James again, he had a moment early on to where he was frustrated, things weren't working out for himself, and he broke his keyboard. And he's like, he got mad. And so he went outside and, you know, just was steaming a bit. And he had this just like moment. He just kind of paused for a moment and he, and he laughed to himself and he said, well, at least this will be a good story to tell someday. And so he shifted his perspective from a place of poor me, I can't get this going. I, now I broke my keyboard. I'm such a dummy and things like that too. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to share the story someday about this struggle and how I overcame it. Simple shift, simple meaning shift. And it, it opened all the doors, it opened all the doors for him where he was seeing all the doors closed at one point. So nothing has any meaning except for the meaning you give it. So choose wisely. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That is like such a powerful, such a powerful quote that nothing has meaning, only the meaning that you give it. And there's so many like associations with that too. Like, you know, if you like eat a bad food and you're like, oh, well, you're attaching bad to that food, you know, you could just be like, well, this ice cream is delicious and I'm enjoying it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. Yes. And like, and which one's better? Like, that's the thing too. When you have these two choices, this one where you feel amazing and this one where you feel crappy, like those are your choices. Which one do you want? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny how our minds work. We think the more we're mean to ourselves and we beat ourselves up and all that stuff, that's somehow going to motivate us but it doesn't. If it did, we'd be some motivated, you know, crushing at people because we're hard on ourselves. And so it just turns into baggage. And then we have to kind of rewrite some of that programming that we've been, you know, putting on ourselves about, you know, all the limitations and, you know, I'm dumb and I messed this up or whatever we say to ourselves. And we have to, you know, if we want to get to where we're going, we have to let go of that and choose something new. So, you, I mean, you nailed it, man. You nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So <laughs> yeah. it is. It's such a, it's such a fascinating thing. You know, we get so wrapped up in, in our day to day and we forget that we always have a choice. You know, we can choose like, oh, you're not feeling great. Well, how about you just choose to like feel amazing? I was yeah. like, go, go it, outside, you know, take, take a breath or yeah, choose again. And, and literally our lives where we're at today we're here because of all the choices we've made where we're at tomorrow and the next day and the next day, it's the choices we're making right now. And you know, there's, um, it's, I was about to say it's, it's hard, but that would be an interpretation and, and meaning, but it's work to continue to make sure we're staying out of the future. Cause usually when we're looking at the future, it's full of fear and the doubts and what ifs and uncertainties. And, um, as, uh, and I'll just, I shared this in my group coaching program the other day about, how in, uh, I, I ran across some research with cavemen. They would not go out of the cave unless they were very certain that things were safe and also they could have a predictable hunt. They're not going out of the cave if it's rainy out, if it's foggy, if it's, if it's cloudy and sometimes, um, if it's dark and things like that. They need to be predictable. They need to be more certain because their life depends on it. We have this technology in our brains that's left over from the caveman days, um, our reptilian brain that is designed to keep us safe. So we are doing the same thing. We're trying to predict the future, which as you know, <laughs> the future right now is very unpredictable, which it always is. It always is. And so when we're working from a game of, I need to predict this and I need to know how this is going to go before I go, it's such a waste of time. It's such a waste of effort. And it's a, it, like you said earlier, it's, it's like a fallacy. It's like, we're not going to get there from being, being able to try to predict things. 
On the other end of the spectrum, we're living from the past. Well, I did this webinar thing and it didn't work out well. And I ran the Facebook ads and didn't work out well. And so we're carrying all this with us. So we're basically boxed into jumping from the future to the past. Anytime we're in the future, we're not taking our resources with us. We're not there in the future with our heart, with our sense of humor, with our compassion, with our skills. We're there with nothing, right? That's how we, that's how we live into the future. So we're not playing a fair game. The only time we can control, if you want to use that word, and I think we don't have control over anything. I mean, we're spinning around a hot ball of gas on this little rocket, you know, in the, in the sky. It's like, we think we're in control of something. Um, but the only time we can influence anything is in this moment right now. Going back to what you said, Nick, about choices. We have a choice. We have a choice to go phone it in and get on the Netflix and, you know, get the Cheetos and, you know, call it a day. Or we got a, a choice to reach out to some people, connect, share our hearts, ask them what's going on with them. You know, we're living in a world that lacks connection for one thing. And we're living in a world where people need leaders out there. You have a great opportunity right out in front of you to step up in a whole new way to be of service and to help more people. And there's people out there that are actively searching for leaders. They're lost. So you have an opportunity right here and right now to step up and play a different game. However, it stays taking out of the, uh, staying out of the future unless you're being intentional and planning and setting your intentions. And it takes staying out of the past, beating yourself up from all the things you did yesterday or the day before. It's all about right now. It's all about today and, and how you're showing up and who you're being. Yeah, and I love that so much. And it's so easy to get sucked into the past or the future, you know, like that it's just our natural instinct. And, you know, it's similar to what you're talking about. There's no worry. There's no fear. There's no anxiety. There's no anger. There's nothing. There's zero emotion in the present state. You know, you cannot have those negative things because they only come from worrying about the past or worrying about the future. And when we can be present in that present state, we're able to have the clarity that we need and realize, all right, well, we're right where I'm supposed to be. This is, this is exactly it. And, and now, and then there's a weight lifted, you know, when you're not worrying about what you're going to do tomorrow or worrying about have those things and just focus, like you said, being intentional. I love that. And just like, stop trying to predict the future because you never, you never will, you know, <laughs> I keep seeing this. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's an, and I saw it a while ago too, but I love when it resurfaced. It was a, a speech from, uh, Jim Carrey that he gave, at, you know, inaug- uh, right? that mm-hmm. inauguration speech. Yep. And, um, and he talked about, it, he's like, you know, my dad didn't think that he could be a comedian. And so, you know, he just went through with the banker job. He took that safe job and then he got fired and he got laid off from that safe job. And, you know, like that's the thing where we're in this time right now is in this time of uncertainty. So if, if everything is uncertain anyway, then why not try something that could change our life and make our life better? Boom. Absolutely. It's just, uh, yeah, it's such a powerful aspect. And I love too, uh, when you talked about just like that the world needs leaders, the world needs influencers. And I think like that's an important part that we often uh, misinterpret or, or don't realize that like you can influence like the term influencer. I never liked because it's, it's like this concept of 
like, well, what exactly that mean? But in my mind, the, the actual literal definition is someone who influences someone, which means that anyone could be an influencer and you have the power to influence people just from like, like you said, you started showing up with a new energy and you started influencing people. Was it millions of people? No, but does it matter because you're, you, you're able to show up in a new energy and then what happened? More people started coming to you. More people started coming to you. It's just amazing what can happen when you're just willing to, to show up and be a leader. Yeah. Amen. And just, just think about it for a minute. You help one person help that one person. They start showing up differently. They're, they're doing good things. Their energy rubs off on their family and, and a few other people. Sooner or later, that energy is rubbing off on other people and other people and other people. So literally, if, if I change one person's life, that thing's going to ripple effect. And then more people are going to change. And, and I think of it as like, we're all in this together. Like literally, we're all co-creating this, this uh, reality together. And if somebody's out there that needs to help the school teacher to, you know, just be more at peace and, and ease in this, in this moment. And that's what you're up to. That's what you're doing, but you're holding back inside and you're afraid to put yourself out there and things like that. That school teacher is still in pain. That school teacher is helping these kids out there that are going to be the new leaders. And these new leaders are going to be impacting the world and things like that. So that one cog in, in the hose um, is going to trip us all up. And so just think for a moment, if we could all be a little bit more courageous. And just help that one extra person, help that one person. It's going to have this huge ripple effect on the world. And, you know, I don't have to be the one that says that there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anger and, and animosity and um, disconnect. And when we can start showing up with our hearts, um, being leaders, sharing what's, what's on our hearts, we cannot go wrong. The only way we go wrong right now is if we don't show up, if we hold back. And Dr. Wayne Dyer, which, um, you know, passed away you know, years ago, one of my favorite authors said this quote that just, just sings to my soul a bit. It says, don't die with your music inside. So many people are, are going to the grave and they're taking all these skills and all these experiences and all these lessons that they've learned in life and they're, they're, they're hidden, excuse me, from the story of inadequacy. Who am I to share this and nobody's gonna listen and why, why would this matter to anybody? Let, let other people be the judge of that. Put it out there. Start mixing it up and you'll uh, soon see that it's needed out there. The people are going to connect with it because we all, we all need to help each other. And if you're the cog in the wheel, then, you know, make it bigger than yourself. It's not about us. It's about, it's about the collective. It's about the growth. You know, I have a nine-month-old baby boy now. And I just think, I'm like, wow, like everything that I'm doing is going to impact his generations. And he's going to see how I'm doing things. And, and, and you know, generations are going to be impacted from, for years to come. Even the evolution of our family is going to be different if I show up differently. But if I'm sticking to, you know, the same ways that, you know, past generations, you know, live their lives and things like that, nothing's going to change. Nothing changes until you change. And Nick, you said it earlier, my, one of my favorite words as well is choice. You have, you have a choice in each and every moment. If you screw it up, so what? Choose again. Keep going. Keep helping people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So powerful. And it's interesting too, that you brought up uh, a teacher example because, um, you know, for me, and I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not. Um, the, one of the first videos like I ever did, I had wanted to do it like a year prior, two years prior, and just like was too scared to show up. And then when I finally started showing up, making these videos, um, I found out later and this is a point too, you never know who you may influence or who you mm -hmm. may impact. 
um, my, my good friend, he's like, um, he told me that his sister-in-law was watching some of the videos and she's a teacher and she actually passed on. Like I, I found out that she had been watching. I had no idea, you know, never liked, never commented, never did anything. <laughs> so I went up to her yep. and I was like, Hey, I just wanted to say what's up. And she's like, Hey, you know, I love your videos. Like I even share it, um, like with my students sometimes. And I was like, wow. Like that was like the, I, I like almost cried in that moment because mm -hmm. like, that's the goal is like creating an impact. And here it was, you tell one person, one person listens. And now this person in this particular situation is a teacher. And now she's influencing all of these kids. And then no, who's, who knows what happens? Maybe those kids go on, they bring it back to their, their parents or their siblings and you just don't realize this compound effect. You mentioned that earlier, the compound effect in, in what you do and, and what you can have based on just being willing to show up and, you know, get rid of that, that fear and just, you know, be courageous. Yeah, man, that's beautiful, man. That's a great share. I love that. That's so cool. They're probably out sharing it on the playground. Like, oh man, we watched this video in Miss Stevenson's class. <laughs> this guy, Nick. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's, that's actually cool, man. The video. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I know, huh? I love that. You never oh, know so though. Cool. You never know. Yeah. I think that's True so, that. um, that's so powerful. And this conversation has been so powerful. You know, I think, you know, in, in, in thinking back on, on the things that we discussed, you know, I mentioned like the compound effect of just, you know, when you're, you're looking in the mirror and you're doing those things, you know, it seems weird at first. It seems even a little cuckoo. You may even think that you're nuts, but then you keep doing it. And then you start to realize that it's working. And the fact that you were willing to be that scientist, being willing to just try and willing to not just do it once and be like, I'm done with it. I'm going to keep trying. And then boom, you know, it has this, this magic effect, you know, for you to be able to, to step out into that light, you know, and then just continue to grow and realizing like putting on these expectations and, and we all have expectations. We all have things that we do. And when we can eliminate those expectations, we're able to live in that present moment because those expectations are holding us back. Cause we're, we're thinking about the future because like you said, the goal that we had that we've set, we have now this expectation. So when we're not getting towards it. Now we feel bad because we're not getting towards that goal because we have this expectation. It's like this, uh, you know, this wild cycle that can happen and just being able to reflect on it, see these things, realize that we have a choice, you know, being present. I mean, things just start to change when you're willing to change and do things that maybe you weren't willing to do before. Man, summed it up. I love it. Well done. Absolutely. And, and the, when, when, uh, just to add to that is we are so freaking resourceful. We don't give ourselves enough credit. You know, when we're going to do that Facebook live, we're just thinking about all the things that could go wrong. What if I, you know, don't do this or what if I, you blah, 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 blah. It's like, you're going to get out there and you're going to do just fine. You're going to do amazing. You know, and when we can start trusting ourselves, working from this inner knowing that there's more to me, there's more to me than all the thoughts that are holding me back. There's more to me than my habits and my ways of being and thinking there's, there's more here time to let go of the old, let go of the, um, the side of the pool and let's swim out a bit. Let's, let's splash with the, with the big kids. Let's mix it up, right? Let's get out there. And, um, and we are so freaking resourceful that we're going to be just fine. Everything is now always has been, and always will be just fine. And when you can truly know that and work from that, everything's possible. Everything's possible from this moment on.
Love it. Letting go. That's yeah. the letting go. Such a powerful, powerful message. Um, thank you so much. This was so awesome. Um, I do have one quick question. Uh, I love to ask this is, um, have, do you have a, a book, a specific book that just like you always recommend totally change your world that you just like always recommend to people? Um, man, I'm, I'm a bookworm. So that's a great, I should have just have one, one book that jumps out of my mind. Um, there's, there's a couple, I guess. One is Dollars Flow to Me Easily. I believe that's the name of it. Richard Dots. That's a great one. He also has another book called Dissolve the Problem, um, which is a very, very, very fascinating and, and strong book. I mean, very simple techniques to get outside of this world we're living in with all we see is problems and being able to shift and be okay and move forward without needing to latch on to all these problems because, you know, we get addicted to the problems. We get addicted to the struggle sometimes, and it, it doesn't need to be that way. It's just a habit. We can, we can let go of that. So I would say those are two short and very powerful books. Um, the book that I would recommend, one of my favorite books that I actually, uh, and I needed a little time to stall to let this one come up here, but um, the book that I actually get for all my new coaching clients and students is called The Power of Receiving. And so I'm a big giver. I got a big heart. I will give, 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 give until there's nothing left to give. And there became a point in time where I would burn out. I would get resentful because I'm giving and I'm not getting things back. But when I can allow the yin and the, the yang, the giving and the receiving to flow in my life, then I'm taken care of. But at one point in time, I was blocking the universal flow of, of abundance because I felt like I wasn't adequate enough to have good things come into my life. The power of receiving um, and I'm missing the author's name right now, but it's a powerful book. It shows you a couple simple techniques and, and it walks you through how to better understand how to get in this receptive energy. And it's this allowing, this trusting, this free flowing versus the pushing and the going and the doing and the do, 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 do. And I say, when we do, do, do all the time, we get stuck in the do, do. So it's time <laughs> to let go a little bit and trust that good things are coming your way. We don't have to push so hard. It's not about pushing harder. It's about being open and being the best version of yourself and letting everything else take care of itself. So the power of receiving, boom, absolutely. Amazing. Love yeah. it. And lastly, what's the best place for somebody to get a hold of you, follow you, um, reach out to you? Yeah. Instagram is, is a fun playground. I do a lot of stories just to mix it up and, you know, just even, even dancing and singing, just, just being crazy sometimes to get outside my comfort zone. And um, so I'm at Adam Kadu and that's Adam Kadu, K-I-D-D-O-O, -O, two D's and two O's. And also um, got the podcast kicking off again. I took some time off with the little man coming into this world just to make sure we could, <laughs> we could navigate those waters off the first month and getting ready to um, rock that, rock that again. So that is the Powerpreneur podcast there. So you can, you can check that out as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was so impactful, Adam. I love, um, you know, hearing all of these things. I mean, so much insight here, so much value to take from this. So um, just thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. You got it, man. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you listeners. As always, get out there, make it happen. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it, 
and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.